Welcome back to Building Better Basketball Season 2, the Basketball Australia Coaches Podcast. Today, I'm joined by one of the most exciting players in the WNBL, Steph Reed. Steph played college basketball in the US for the University of Buffalo, picking up MVP honours and being part of their first ever NCAA tournament run. Back home in Australia, she's played for the Dandenong Rangers and Southside Flyers, and now with the Townsville Fire, and made her Opals debut this year against Japan in Sydney. But Neil, I hear you ask, Steph's a player, not a coach. Well, just wait. Welcome to Building Better Basketball. Steph, how are you? I'm good, thank you. That's a nice intro. <laughs> <laughs> so the last, last 2022 for Steph Reed has been um, something like oh, dreams are made of NBL one champion, Opal's debut. Currently you're flying in the WNBL, but um, I think it would be safe to uh, put the real highlight for Steph Reed being the coaching at the Queensland state champs with your young Townsville lightning side. I've got a lot of questions about this, but first off, this, this wasn't your first time coaching junior basketball. You've been doing it for a while. I understand alongside other playing commitments. How do you find being on the other side of the ball? Um, yeah, so I did, I coached double bottom age 12s in um, Frankston, so back in Melbourne. And um, it was a very different experience this time because the Queensland structure is a little bit different and we don't play every Friday. So um, it was a lot of trainings and yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think, you know, it's so exciting getting involved with the kids and um, just trying to teach them the love of basketball more than anything else. So yeah, it was an awesome experience. And the state champs was a very fun time. <laughs> Does it change how you um, process the information from the coaches that, that you work with in your playing career um, based off your coaching with young players? Does it change how you um, understand what they mean or uh, kind of implement what they're saying to you? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, coaching is probably, um, I think I have to give it credit for a lot of the things that I've learned um, over the years, especially since coming to Shannon. Um, I think that if you can teach something, you have to have a good understanding of it. So to be able to teach fundamental skills and talk about footwork from literally day one of kids walking on a court, I do a lot of individual coaching as well. So um, it's challenging and it makes me think a lot deeper into the game. But um, I do find that it has really helped me over the years. And there's been days where I've worked on a certain move with a kid or weeks that I've gone through it and then found that accidentally sneaking into my game um, regularly so I think it definitely has a big thing to do with it and I think you know learning through teaching has really really helped me with my game as well so you, you talked about how it was uh it was an experience your uh your Instagram <laughs> post you talked about ice cream and Shrek and Barbie girl references it sounds like fun is a big part of this Steph Reed coaching philosophy yeah, definitely. I think, you know, especially with the young ones, um, I had under 12 division two. Um, so, you know, it was really important for me to make sure that they enjoyed the week. And for a lot of those kids, it was their first time being away from their parents for an extended amount of time. And it was my first time as a parenting 10 children for a week. So that was definitely something we never have to unpack. Oh my goodness. But um, <laughs> yeah, it was fun. And, you know, I think if they're enjoying it, they're going to love the game. They're going to come back. I mean, you know, division two under 12s, like they've got fundamental skills. They play hard. It's all energy and effort. That's the only thing I was really ever preaching. And 
um, you know, I think if they're enjoying it and learning, at least they fall in love with the game and hopefully down the track that love for the game sticks around and they play it for a long time. Now, I touched on a little bit of your background in the introduction, but if we do have anyone listening that isn't familiar with the with the Steph Reed journey, can you give us the potted history of the girl from Melbourne via Buffalo to sunny Townsville? Yeah, so um, I grew up playing my juniors for Frankston Blues. I didn't ever have a season that I wasn't there. So, you know, under 12 through under 18s, I was with them. Um, we played BC a lot from under 12, bottom age, actually, all the way through to 18. So um, we played a pretty good level. I never made any of the um, NITP or the SCC or whatever it's called. I wouldn't know because I all was the acronyms. <laughs> yeah, all the acronyms of things I wasn't ever in. So, um, yeah, I always made like the first or the last 25 and then got cut for the state team. So um, I had a fair few step like setbacks along the way. But, um, yeah, after that, I didn't really know what to do with my life and um, I was really close with Simon Mitchell so I'm sure a lot of people are quite familiar with who that is but uh, the coach of Southeast so he um, he took us over to America on a USA trip in under 18s and told me that it was a real possibility to play college basketball so um, he hooked me up with the uh, University of Buffalo I went over there for three and a half years um, started we went to the Sweet 16 in my senior year and then came back and yeah was a development player for the Rangers so um, a lot of my post junior career I do have to shout out Simon for because he's definitely made quite a significant impact in that but um, yeah he set me up with Cheryl and um, Larissa for Southside and Danny Nong and then yeah from there I was able to take off. <laughs> and uh, now up in in Townsville doing um, amazing things in the WNBL and every Townsville player that um is in the media and they're ever asked about why you guys are are doing so well and and the culture can't speak highly enough about Shannon Seabom who you touched on earlier what is it about um his style of coaching I suppose rather than him as an individual that makes him such a difference maker for you and the other girls um I think with Shannon it's that he genuinely cares about everyone he coaches whether it's starting five or development players um he puts the same amount of effort into everyone. And I think he does a really good job of building relationships with players to where we know that we can trust him. And um, even though sometimes he's very, very technical and um, his feedback can be, you know, very, very critical, um, you know that it's coming from the right place. And I think the biggest skill he has is an ability to teach any skill, not only to WNBL players, but he could teach it to someone that's never played basketball before. Like his understanding of micro skills and um, the smallest little parts of the game has definitely helped me. And I know it's helped a lot of players. You just don't have someone that breaks things down to that extent. Um, I've never had that at a professional or even like senior level. So um to have someone that breaks down the game step by step every time he's coaching I mean he just knows the game better than anyone I've ever met so I think he does a great job uh, so if there was into his players if there was one thing that you could take from what Shannon does and um incorporate into your coaching what would it be um I think just making sure that my players know that I have their best interests at heart because I think it's really hard to give feedback or take feedback when you don't have a good relationship. Um, 
And I think, you know, obviously from Shannon, he's like, he's my guy. I mean, I've been with him for three years. He's, we've been through a lot. Um, but I think the reason why he's been able to take my game to where it is now is because he's just put so much time, energy and effort um, into me as a player and a person. Um, and for that, like I give him 100% every time I'm on the floor with him because I know that he's going to take me to where I need to be. So obviously you're, you're a point guard and you have the probably the best view of anyone on the uh, on the court every week. And the quality of basketball in the WNBL keeps going up year on year. And obviously the players are improving um, alongside that. But what are some of the actual, I suppose, technical um, changes that you've seen? And without giving away any team secrets, because um, I don't want Shannon uh, hitting me up, <laughs> what are some of the things that as an individual and a team you guys have really worked um, hard on to get better at? Um, I think like the biggest thing is the game has gone from really half court, like shuffle offenses and flex and that sort of offense to now becoming such a big ball screen um, league. And I think if you know how to guard and use them effectively, that definitely separates you as a team in the WNBL. Um, I think, you know, being able to guard them in different ways and stop certain people at doing what they're good at um is something that obviously we focus on but I think every team has started to focus on now more um and then being able to use them effectively as well and make reads and be able to you know make decisions in the heat of the moment um coming out of pick and rolls and in that setting of offense I think that's probably the biggest difference that I'm noticing now in the league and it's something that I think every team's starting to focus on I know we definitely do so um yeah, I would say that's probably the biggest thing now that's most relevant in today's game. So obviously you, like the rest of um, Australia, would have been glued to the um, Women's World Cup when it was on. The game style in the FIBA uh, competitions is very different, a lot more physical and um, a lot more uh, refereeing, a lot, referees allowing contact to go and... and things like that with your experience in the Japan series as well. How did you find the transition between um, WNBL basketball and, um, and that FIBA international format? Um, I mean, it's definitely a lot more physical. Um, and I think this year you can see that WNBL is starting to let fouls go a little bit more. I think they're trying to prepare us for that FIBA um, style of play, which is really exciting. And I think that takes away a big step up in that sense, because when you get to that level, it's, you know, people can reach and have arm bars and everything and there's no call. So, you know, as much as you can learn to take it, you need to be able to dish it back and obviously legally, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, that physicality especially has been a massive difference. Um, and obviously I only experienced Japan, but they're an extremely quick team from one through five. So being able to um, not only close out, but contain straight away and, um, play at that pace but in some form of control I think is definitely a step up um, from the national level into the international so we had um, Brent on a, a couple of weeks ago who you've obviously spent a lot of time with at Townsville <laughs> and with the Opals as well so just for anyone that listened to that episode Brent was was excellent about um, talking about how um, 
you, you didn't need a gym or, or all the equipment or anything like that to work on um, becoming stronger and, and fitter as, as a basketball player. Um, and he also talked about how he, as a, as a fellow short arse like myself, was able to uh, teach himself how to dunk. So um, just from a player's perspective, Steph, and you talked there about how um, moving up to the international level was about getting stronger. And then you've obviously um, worked with those under 12s as well, who'd be right at the start of their kind of physical journey, not only in basketball, but just physical maturation in general into um, young people. Um, what are some of the things that that you do, I suppose, or some of the lessons you've learned along your way from the girl who didn't make the NPP, IPP, XYZ squads into <laughs> the um the Opal squad now? How how did you kind of um train your off-court body, I suppose? Um, so I actually dabbled in a little bit of touch footy. Um, so I got a lot of my conditioning and agility um power, speed, all of that. I did a lot of speed and agility work with them. But um, we also did, I just signed up for everything in school. It was like athletics team and cross country team and getting thrown into the 1500 meter, which I dread to this day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think just always making sure to go the extra effort um, to get fitter and get faster and even if you find like some weird environment, like, I mean, for me, it was track and field. Like I was never going to throw a discus or a shot put, but if they wanted me to do it, I would try and um, just trying to find different avenues and ways that you can work on that. And I think when you're training as well, like if you're doing everything hundred percent, you're going to get faster and you're going to get more explosive and you're going to get fitter. So um, making sure to get the most out of my reps and um, be explosive every time I did it. So that I was able to get faster and work at a higher percentage. Um, Lauren, uh, Lauren Jackson's She Hoops platform coming off the back of the incredible Opals um, performance and the WNBL getting off to such a strong start in terms of people attending um, the games, the, the feeling going out in court as a female basketball and a female basketballer in Australia must be really exciting. Putting your coaching hat, back on Steph if a young Steph Reed had been in the under 12 um, Queensland side coached by current day Steph Reed what what would you be telling her to work on or, or do to give her the best chance to reach um, the next the top levels yeah I think um, one thing that's really important is to watch the game um, I think as well like you always talk about like young boys always watch the NBA and they always watch the NBL but um, with young girls it's not as you know it's not as normal for them to do that and I think the best thing you can do is watch the game watch players that you look up to find people that you know you might play like um, and steal things from them I mean I used to do it all the time um, back in the days like Nicole Romeo who's now playing overseas in Europe she played at Frankston and I used to steal her moves all the time every time I watched her and um, I think falling in love with the game not only from a training standpoint but understanding it to a different level I think there's so many talented skilled athletic kids in Australia but there's not a lot that understand the game to that magnitude and I think it's, it's an advantage that you can have especially you know for me being short <laughs> um, and if they are a mini step breed I hope they grow <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know definitely I would say just to keep watching and learning the game and 
try and separate yourself that way as well because you know you can train all you want but if you don't understand the game you're just as good as anyone else so that would be my advice <laughs> and just a, another one that's occurred to me obviously another guest that we had on last week was um smithy talking about the pathway for players to to go to college in buffalo and is you uh, sorry to go to college and as you said you were in buffalo um to go from um I guess not making those squads that we talked about to all of a sudden being in that um, NCAA college environment. What was that like from a, I guess, fish out of water kind of perspective for you? Did you just feel like you slid right in and were accepted as the Aussie girl from Frankston and in, in Buffalo? Um, oh, I don't know. I went over there halfway through the season. So um I was kind of thrown in the deep end uh, straight away and we didn't really have um, a point guard at the time. So we had a few two guards that they were playing at the point. But Coach Jack said to me when I went over there that if I can get in good shape and be ready, that I could possibly fall into that lineup pretty quickly. So when I went over there, um, I mean, stealing a junior or a senior, like the last two years of college, Stealing their starting point guard spot. I don't know if fitting in would be the right word, but <laughs> um, yeah, no, eventually it, it went well. And, you know, the first month or two might have been a little bit tough, but um, I definitely feel like the hard like training that we did down in Frankston, I, I was really prepared. I worked out every day. So um, I made sure I went over there in the best shape possible. And I was pretty fortunate to be given the opportunity to start like pretty early in my freshman year. So the final question that we ask everyone that comes on the podcast, Steph, if you could ask any coach of any sport, alive or dead, a question, who would the coach be and what would the question be? Um, okay, so I hmm, I think that I would ask, I would want to know something about MJ. Like he's my favourite person in the whole wide world. Like Michael Jordan is just the GOAT and I love his mentality <laughs> and everything about him. So if I'm going to ask a coach, I'm definitely going to ask his coach. So um. I would probably ask Phil Jackson like what it was like coaching him and what if his mentality was really as crazy and um, you know competitive as what everyone said and what it was like. Um, obviously, I've asked him three questions, but I'm sure he would understand. <laughs> <laughs> like I would just want to pick his brain um, and talk about his experiences with um, MJ. It's amazing, I like it, it how the Last Dance documentary brought him to another generation of people as well so now probably over 20 years since his last game and people are still talking about him and still wanting to know exactly what what made Michael Jordan tick it's uh it's no surprise that um that would be the person that you want to ask Steph yeah. thank you <laughs> so much I love watching you play basketball and it's um it's awesome that we have um people like yourself who are um so in love with the game that you, that you put back into to coaching as well um and i'm really looking forward to obviously seeing how times will go in the rest of the WNBL but also seeing you carry on your uh, surge into the the opals and the and the australian setup going forward and also important to know anyone that's in um in queensland that can catch steph on the radio as well that's what's the <laughs> goal with that steph 
Yeah, it's Townsville local at the moment. So uh, if they're in Townsville, they can definitely listen. Um, hit 103.1 on Sundays between 9 and 11. So, um, But you can honestly actually listen anywhere in, the, um, in Australia on the listener app. So, yeah, if you're not in Queensland, it'd be 10 to 12. But, yeah, my mum listens via the app. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Steph, and good luck for the rest of the WNBL season. Thank you so much.